0: This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com. Here is Jennifer DuPlessis.
1: Hi, welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen DuPlessis. I have with me today a very special guest, Doug Smith, who is the president of Doug Smith & Associates. Hey, welcome, Doug.
0: How are you? I'm good, how are you?
1: Good, good. I'm really excited for our time together, and, and for those that are listening, you know, listen in, because um, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of nuggets from what Doug has to say. But before we get started, I want to tell you a little bit about Doug. He is a 35-year banking and mortgage industry veteran, nationally acclaimed speaker, author, performance coach, and sales training expert. Kind of sounds like my bio here. <laughs> a yeah, bit. a lot of comments. Yeah. Yeah, we we really do. He's works, works um, successfully with um, loan officers and sales management, um, corporate training, all kinds of professional speaking um, to help people in our industry. He's delivered more than two thousand presentations and workshops in our industry, and has published over three hundred articles featured in um, several of our chronicles. Because that's how I. I was introduced to you, Doug, and um, you're the author of Climbing the Ladder of Success and Green Zone Selling. So those are great books. We'll put that in our notes as well so that people have a link to those. Um, and really the reason, and so again, thank you, a, a great um, pedigree for our, our conversation today. Um, you know, as we were talking about, uh, you know, what we want to talk about today, I, I Had addressed and still want to address this question of, you know, what are you seeing right now in today's market that would take us in a direction for this particular podcast, aside from some questions I specifically have. But um, what are you seeing today? Here we are, you know, March 2018. And uh, I think a lot of people are a little off on where they thought they would be. So can you share with us what you're seeing as a coach and a speaker, um, you know, out there in the market?
0: sure yeah i guess the best word i can use to sum it up is diversity but when i say diversity i mean diversity of results you've got you know across the board out there as i work with a group of mortgage loan officers in a company or at a bank or whatever and when i have the opportunity to get access to their production reports for say 2017 or the first few months of this year you just see this real diversity of results jed where you've got some loan officers that you know, are just killing it out there. They're doing 10, 15, 20 loans a month consistently. And on the other side of the spectrum, you got loan officers barely doing one or two deals a month And, and they work in many cases in the same market for the same company, with the same products and the same rates and so on. It's, it's just all over the board.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's what I was saying too, you know, and, and, um, you know, again, I, I I was on a conference call and 68% of the people were saying that their business is down and 30%, well, you know, it's up a little and only 2% were killing it. So, so where do you think that diversity, I mean, I I know that's a very loaded question because as a coach, I understand that it's, it's impossible to answer that question (laughs) because that diversity really lies in, you know, the effort that you're putting out. But if you were to to say, uh, you know, what are, what are the people that are doing the 10 to 15? What are some of the, the um, activities that they have in place or the plans that they have in place that really differentiates what, what this big gap is creating?
0: Well, th- th- there's two things that pop to mind. The first is, and I'm sure you've seen this out there too, we've been talking about this for years now. When I get the chance to speak at an association event, it comes up, and that is the aging of our industry, Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean mm-hmm. we've seen, you know, prior to the sort of mortgage meltdown in 2008, a lot of companies and most banks were growing rapidly. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of them had their own colleges and universities. They're bringing in 10 to 20 new loan officers a month. They're pumping them out into the field. You know, shops are growing, uh, more satellites coming in. And we hired a lot of new blood into the industry. And then after the you know, the the recession and the collapse in 08, that just stopped. It just stopped completely. And people just stopped hiring. They
1: were numb. Yeah, Yeah, everybody was numb. And a lot of managers,
0: you know, have kind of taken on the attitude that, you know, all this business is just too hard for a rookie anymore, which I disagree with. But anyway, we've really, you know, 10 years ago, basically, as an industry, we stopped injecting any new blood into this business at all. As a result, we are an aging industry, so what you've got out there is you've got a lot of very talented, very experienced, you know, 50- and 60-year-old loan officers with 10, 20, 30 years under their belt. Mm-hmm. And Jen, you know, these people are tired. They, you know, they've, mm-hmm. they've been through the ringer. They've been doing this forever. They've <laughs> done 500 or a 1,000 loans or more or whatever. And I think one of the things that causes the turn down of business is we've just got a huge population of loan officers out there. I'm just going to be honest here, that just don't have the intensity they used to have, that just don't Mm -hmm. want to hustle the way they used to hustle. They, you know, they're good people and they're smart people with tons of experience and knowledge. But frankly, when I talk to managers out there, those folks... They want to come in, they want to sit in the office, they want to work on files, and they want the phone to ring. And I think when you look at a lot of loan officers whose business is down, there's a huge population in there of these more experienced veterans. That's the first thing I would say. Mm -hmm. And the second thing I would say is, you know, in this business, and this is something I learned early on, you have to learn to feed yourself. And I think there's a lot of loan officers out there that have never learned how to feed themselves. They're, they work for a bank. They're waiting on the bank to send them leads. They got a couple of realtor buddies. They're waiting yeah. for the realtors to mm-hmm. send them leads. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people struggling today because they've just never taken the initiative or they've just never learned how to feed themselves the business.
1: Right. So so the people that are doing the ten to fifteen, are they are you finding that they are middle of the row? You know, the higher end of millennials or the younger Gen Xers that are doing the ten to fifteen. If the aging population is tired and really doesn't want to go out and, and you know, get business, are they the ones who are getting the one to two? Because I'm not I'm I'm not seeing that in my space. I'm seeing the, the younger not having any business because they don't have a database of people to go to. They just don't have the experience and the, you know, the relationship.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious to gets,
1: see where you're saying, you know, what you have. Yeah, I saying. agree.
0: When, when you look at this diversity, again, you know, I'm not throwing all, you know, 50 and 60-year-old loan officers under the bus because I'm, I'm right in the bus with them there in that age.
1: Yeah, me but, too. But, but, yes,
0: yeah. but yeah, there is a lot of people who are doing really well right now who are definitely older and more experienced. As you said, they've got a good base of referral partners. They've built a solid database of past customers that they're marketing to. They're well-connected in their communities, and they're doing really, Really well out there. So that's a certain population out there that, that is still doing well. But again, as you look at the folks doing well, it's not just, you know, a question of experience. I, you know, I'm meeting and talking with loan officers out there today who are doing two and three million dollars a month consistently, and they've only been in this business five or six years. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. it's not just just the experienced people doing well or just the younger people doing well. It, it, that, that's across the board a lot, too. I think a big part of when, when you look at some common denominators of, of folks who are doing really, really well is there, there's a saying that, that I like to say, you know, cast a wider net and you will catch more fish. And I think that people doing well have built a very good, diverse book of business out there. You know, they've got some realtor contacts. They've got a couple builders. They're working a database, maybe a couple three strategic partners they're working with, like attorneys and CPAs. They're doing some consumer direct marketing and advertise, some local networking and they're they're firing on all six cylinders here and they're just killing it. When you look at loan officers who are really um, struggling right now, and you have the conversation, where is your business coming from? That conversation is usually pretty short. In other words, they don't have a lot of this stuff built. I'm not working a database. I got one realtor buddy. I don't work the builder side of the business. I don't have any strategic partners. I don't spend any money to advertise. I'm not involved in a networking group or a leads circle or anything else. And that's one of the things that, you know, if, if we've got folks listening today who are saying, you know, w- what's the next step for me? If they were to ask me, that's what I would say is the next step is you got a broad your base. You got to expand your scope of business.
1: Yeah. And it's really funny because Bill Hillstad, you know, which a lot of people know, you know, in the marketplace, um, you know, in mortgages, he uh, has said recently the, the loan officer with the most friends wins, you know, and so it's really getting, you know, not, not sometimes less is more, you know, it depends on, on your marketplace and your tenure, but sometimes more is more and you know, we have to get out there and really, really um, beat the street with it. And someone else also said something, too. You know, in 2018, you're going to have to work 80% harder for 20% less.
0: And and, and what you just said, I think, is important, and I hope folks heard it, and those three words, get out there. Um, mm-hmm. That, to me, is one of the triggers, and that is, there are just a lot of mortgage loan originators today who just hang out in the office all day long. They come to work, yeah. they turn on their computer, they bury themselves in their emails, they work on their loan files, they chase down conditions, and they make copies. You know, and they just fill their day with all this processing, busy work, and they're just they're just not out there. You know, you say, you know, what are you a member of? You know, well, nothing. I don't belong to the Realtor Association, the Builder Association. Yeah, I
1: didn't get business from that. So, yeah, I yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, so I don't do
0: that. So I bail on that. I, I'm not involved in any community groups or civic organizations. I'm not out there calling on realtors. You know? I want to sit here at my desk and just send emails all day, hoping that's going to generate business. And you know what? I wish that worked. Don't you?
1: Yeah. Well, I call that hiding behind keyboard confidence.
0: There you go. <laughs> right.
1: I'm all confident when I'm behind a keyboard, but boy, you have to get out there and talk to people. Woo. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So that's very interesting. So what do you think the solution is for the aging population to get people you know, younger, not even, it doesn't have to be millennials, but, you know, new people into our industry. What do you think is, because I have managers who listen to this podcast as well, what are are some strategies that you're seeing out there without divulging some of the company's secrets, but some strategies on how to uh, get people in who are brand new, but I can't survive on zero for four to six months?
0: Yeah. And, 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 you know, one good news is as I'm traveling around out there, you're starting to see this happen again. It's happening too slowly for, for my taste, but it is starting to happen as I talk with, you know, different companies and different banks to where they are starting to realize that, hey, we, we've got a population here, and every month across this country, hundreds of mortgage loan originators are basically retiring or quitting the business, and mm-hmm. we've got to fill the front end of this funnel pretty quick, and they're starting to realize if we don't start hiring new people, you know, we're not going to be in business. You know, we're okay today, but we, you know, a smart manager or leader is always looking down the road and saying, how am I going to sustain this this branch, this division, this region, this company uh, five, 10, 15 years from now? Because think about it, 10 years from now, the vast majority of the loan officers in business today right now will be retired. They'll be done. Yeah. I'll be done. Yep. You'll probably be done. Mm-hmm. And, and, yep. and if you're yep. not paying attention to that, you're going to wake up one day and realize, you know, OMG, I don't have a sales force anymore. One of the yeah. things that um you know, when you look at, you know, how do you make this transition? One is from a management standpoint or a leadership standpoint, you got to start thinking differently. You got to stop thinking, like I said before, you know, this business is too hard for a rookie. It's too hard to get started. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hire anybody new. I don't have time to train them. All I want to do is hire experienced veterans that are doing a million a month and, you know, give them a big old bonus and throw them at the street or whatever. And that ain't working either, by the way. But that's the mm-hmm. first step is, is, as managers. You've really got to, to start thinking a little differently and stop being so close-minded about bringing on new people that's that's the first big part the second big part is you got to look at where this business is going I mean when you look at the population out there of home buyers and we're in primarily a purchase market now currently the largest single section of home buyers today are millennials correct when yeah. you look at you know baby boomers and gen x and then what they call the silent generation those 70 and over when mm-hmm. you look at at millennials which you know basically are measured somewhere between 18 and 35 years of age. That's the majority of the home buyers today. And the point is, you've got to make sure you have a sales force that can relate to that population as they continue to enter the housing market. And, you know, hiring younger loan officers, tech-savvy loan officers, 25-, 30-year-old loan officers that can relate to a 25-, year 30-year-old millennial buying their first house, that's mm-hmm. the way you're going to generate this business. The other mm-hmm. part, too, is... Yeah. As our industry is aging, so is the real estate industry along with it.
1: Correct. And if you're trying to
0: connect with, you know, these newer, younger realtors entering the business that are much more tech savvy than than the veterans and so on, you know, you better have the the, skill set and the knowledge and the acumen to be able to work effectively with those people. And that's what managers have to realize too is it's going to take a little bit of a younger mindset and a younger generation as we move forward over the next five to 10 years to be able to go out and call on a successful 30-year-old real estate agent.
1: Right, right. Well, so a quick question on that. Why do you think it is that the real estate community has been able to draw in, and we know generally, right, that realtors make less money than loan officers? Because, you know, talk to the average loan, the average realtor makes you know, $14,000 a year right? Yeah, because <laughs> they do right. one yeah. deal. right? So we know that even a bad loan officer, a non-producing loan officer, is going to make at least that money. Why is it that we can attract, that they've been able to attract more a younger, fresh real estate agents and we aren't? I mean, other than the fact that we stopped. But why is it that we can't attract them to the same opportunity? Because they come in with no money you know, they're not going to get a base pay or anything. So why is that we can't attract them?
0: Well, it comes, it's two things. One, it comes back to the mindset. They have the mindset mm-hmm. that, you know, the more feet we have on the street, the more agents we have in the office, the more of the market share we're going to be able to capture. Mm-hmm. And, and we're okay with hiring younger people. We're okay mm-hmm. with training them. We're okay with mentoring them. We're okay with giving them time to grow. And it seems like in the mortgage industry, as I said before, we're just for the most part not okay with that anymore. We don't have the patience or we're not willing to invest the money or the time in hiring younger people. That's that's the first issue and so mm-hmm. on. The second issue is, you know, just the nature of the business, because when you look at the real estate industry, realtors are not employees. You know, legally they are they are ten ninety nine Right. Yeah,
1: we're W Two'd and they're not. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah.
0: So so yeah. you know if I'm a broker, you know, I can go out and hire fifty agents and if they sell one house a year, I don't care, I get a piece of that action right ever. I'm, yeah. I'm you know with the mm-hmm. exception of the training and the coaching and the, the handouts and materials they get, I don't have anything vested there as with many banks and mortgage companies who look at that loan officer as an employee where they have health care and they have draw plans and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it becomes mm-hmm. a, an investment that people have to be willing to make. And I think smart managers are willing to make those investments. Everyone mm-hmm. else is just saying, no, I just want to you know, throw $50,000 at a guy, at a 50-year-old guy, get him to come over here and hope they do business.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think you definitely bring up a good point. And, uh, you know, without going down this road that I'm about ready to introduce, you know, with CFPB, I mean, I think if, you know, if we can have some changes down the road, I think that'll be the best thing for our industry because, you know, we, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. see. (laughs) Because, I mean, if, you you know, if you think about it, uh, a lot of mortgage companies now, uh, they're skinny. Right. There's a lot of competition. There's online competition. So the profit margins have gone down. And so it comes at a time when they don't have deep pockets to pay for someone to learn under them. Right. And you know what's And therein lies the
0: challenge. And what's interesting, Jen, is as as they say, you know, the profit margins have gone down over the last few years. The compensation plans have gone up. If you look at what Mm -hmm. loan officers are being paid today, which I love it. I'm an L.O. at heart, and I think they should make all the money in the world without a so. but the reality is you see a lot of compensation plans out there today that are very, very rich. I mean, you look back years mm-hmm. ago when a lot of loan officers, if you know, they worked for a bank and got an internal referral, you know, they made 40 basis points. They got 50 right. basis points for mm-hmm. what they did on the street, and if they did mm-hmm. over a million dollars a month, they got 60 basis points. I got clients today that start their LOs at 90 i got some that start their LOs at 100 basis points. i got clients mm-hmm. right now that are paying 175 basis points a loan. you know. And now, yeah. with these higher average loan amounts, you know, as a loan officer, my gosh, you, you can make $4,000 on a single loan out there. So it's interesting, mm-hmm. as I hear companies and leaders say, it's skinny out there, and yet what we're paying loan officers is amazing today.
1: Right, right. Well, and I I think that gets back to competition. You know, I know of someone that just left a company and got paid a $100,000 signing bonus and, you know, 125 basis points. And I'm thinking, gosh, you know, I mean, that, that becomes the issue. Now, that's, of course, if you're attracting top producers, right? You know, they they want all the money in in the world and everything. Um, I'm just thinking about the younger ones. You know, and the time it takes to because I'm an advocate of it, right? At the time, it, it create a millennial, not even millennial, but a new loan officer academy and bring them in or send them someplace and get them trained and bring them in, and you know, send them all out on the street, send them all out on the street and get them going. I guess the issue becomes, you know, the bottom line and can they can they generate enough business without the skills that they need, which is where we're going to go for the next question, right? Where are some of the new sources of business coming from that you're seeing that maybe someone who's brand new or struggling could tap into to get business coming in the door?
0: Yeah, there's, there's a couple things there, actually three things real mm-hmm. quickly that I see out yeah. there that... Um, we didn't have a few years ago. We talked a little bit about database marketing a few minutes ago. That's one. I mean, there are so many great systems out there today that you can buy or get for free, you know, uh, Maximizer and Goldmine and ACT and all these programs you can load on your computer. And, you know, folks today know lots of folks. They're pretty well connected through Facebook and social media and everything else. What I'm saying is, you know, you can start a database without even doing your first loan. You got friends, you got family, you got, you know, schoolmates, you got golf buddies, you got, you know, club friends Mm -hmm. and so on. You know, even even though you've never done a loan before you've just gotten into this business you probably know 100 to 500 people on planet earth you know that becomes the beginning of your database and because right. today We have so many great ways to market a database via email, uh, e-zines, electronic media, Snapchat, Facebook, social media, you've got, uh, you know, uh, postcards, uh, letters, newsletters, you know, these are things we didn't have when you and I first got in this business and you can get plugged into those pretty quickly and pretty cheap. So that's that's my first answer. The, The second answer to that is these networking groups and clubs, those never existed before either. And today, when you travel around this country, almost every market out there has just dozens of these business clubs circles, you know, BNI and i and Latif, yeah. and SCORE, Meetup, Young Professionals Network, Women in Business, you know, the list goes on and on and on. You can join these and meet people pretty quickly and start to establish yourself as the mortgage expert locally here. The third mm-hmm. thing is the shift toward consumer direct. Yeah. We have watched this happen over the last few years, and it's not going to slow down. And that is, as you look at how borrowers, let's call them buyers today, are finding a lender. More and more people are doing it on their own. You talk to a lot of realtors today, and I know a lot of loan officers mm-hmm. who go to their favorite realtors and they'll say, You know, gosh, you and I have been working together for years and you love me and I love you, and, and yet I'm not seeing much business from you anymore. Are you slow? And the realtor says, No, it's just that they come every, with their you got it. Yeah. Everybody comes to me, they're already done with the financing. They're pre qualified, they're pre approved, and that's what we want. We, we want people to see the lender first, find out what you can afford and then go talk to a realtor, right?
1: Right. That's exactly it.
0: We want control of the
1: relationship. Yeah
0: right. So the reality is realtors today and builders and other people have less control, less steering power over the buyer. And that's because more and more people are resourcing on their own. They have access to the information through the internet. More and more mortgage companies are advertising out there today. I mean, I know lenders out there today that have their own sports arenas with their name on it. I have a lender client that has their own college football bowl game. I know lenders out there on TV, radio, newspaper, magazines, direct mail on a consistent basis. And this is, growing. More and more people are going this route. And so I say that because there's a lot of old school people in this business, and especially some old school managers that still think old school ways, like they're trying to train a new loan officer. And they're saying, "We well, just go out and call realtors. That's all you got to do. And that's, that's not good advice anymore. Yes, realtors can be a source of business, but they're not the only game in town anymore. So what I'm saying is, Newer loan officers or loan officers trying to grow their business now have these amazing avenues of consumer direct channels that we never had before.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so how do you how do you suggest that um, someone differentiate themselves from that particular channel? You know, someone if you had 10, 10 brand new loan officers that came in, you said okay, you know, talk to realtors, talk to financial planners, do some lunch and learn some of those things, but really hone in on the consumer direct, and they're all trying to do something very similar. How do you eliminate the noise? that's out there to ensure that the, the effort and the time and the money that you're spending for those um, is, not isolates, identifies you as an expert in the market rather than the noise of being the commodity.
0: One of the things i found, found, and this is true among most top producers out there, is as I have interviewed a lot of top producers in the last few years for articles I'm writing or just research or whatever else, what you discover is most top producers today are exploiting a niche and what that means mm-hmm. is, yes, yeah. you still have some mortgage generalists out there who are doing really well, and they, they do everything. Mm-hmm. They do FHA to jumbos to new construction to rehab loans and everything in between. But if you go out there and just randomly, Jen, just just pick 20 top producers at random and talk to them, you're going to find that the v- vast majority of those are not generalists. They are specialists. They, are, they nice. are working, you know, an ethnic market. They're working a military market. They're working the jumbo market. They're working the new construction market. They're working mm-hmm. the affordable housing market. They're working the refi market, whatever else. You typically find that they're able to concentrate their marketing efforts and their money and their dollars into a more specific area that gets them a bigger bang for the buck instead of trying to just spread themselves thin and be this generic all things to all people. So as you look at translating that advice into your question, it's the same thing here. So if I'm a loan officer and I want to go to the Consumer Direct channel, instead of just writing big checks to try to run ads in the newspaper or whatever, I'm going to say, who's my market? Who's my niche? Yeah. Where do I want to focus my efforts? Where do we have the right product mix? Where are we priced really competitively? What, what is my you know, circle of influence or what is my network? And that's where I want to go because if I identify that, then I can spend my dollars a lot smarter and I'm going be a lot more targeted with my marketing message.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. And I've been, I've been actually saying that for the last couple of months on this podcast, too, is that, uh, you know, it used to be that we did a lot of niche stuff like that. You know, we always went out and said, this is our specialty. And then everyone got, you know, I guess maybe with brokers coming on board, you know, in the, in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, you know, where we can do everything. But, you know, at the time, I worked for World Savings. Right. Mm -hmm. And World Savings, the only product we had was a NAGAM loan. That was it, you know, and then everybody got it later, which kind of messed things up. But we only had a NAGAM loan. In fact, our, our fixed rate loan, we didn't even know how to do a fixed rate loan because it was usually a half to three quarters out of the market. Right. No one would do it. And yet we had territories, we had actual territories where you couldn't cross over each other side. So you have this small territory geographically and you're only selling a NAGAM loan that requires 20% down, right? But my loan officers at that time, all did more production than the wholesale side of what we were, were working with because they had everything. I said, so wait a minute, I don't get this. You have everything you can do everything out in the marketplace and you're doing less business than my guys who are in a geographic territory selling a negam one with 20% down. And so we knew that niching, you know, and specializing, becoming the expert in a specific area was going to be the key to everything. And I've always done that because um, maybe that was old for a while, but it's come back in style. Right. And, um, you know, I feel that that's, that's how you eliminate the noise. You rise above it and say, look, I'm the expert in these areas. And when that business comes to you, you will do such a great job that they'll send you the other business too. So don't go out and cast, and, and I know you said cast a big a big net. I'm talking about products. Don't cast a big net there. Cast a big net to the people you're talking to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree, because then you become that expert, and and, yep, they call you for all those things, but make sure you are going to be an expert. Don't just say, well, I want to do VA loans, so I'm going to call myself an expert, but when they call, I don't have the answers to the questions
0: there's a a perpetuated myth out there, and usually it's among managers, that, you know, the key to success in this business is product knowledge. That is not true. I agree with you. I I would rather, if I work for a mortgage company and I've got 27 different loan programs, I would rather say, you know what, I'm going to just nail three. I'm going to find my niche. I'm going to find my market and ask myself, what are the three mortgage products that 90% of the time, if not 95% of the time, that market is going to be interested in or qualified for? And I I would exactly. study them, I would quiz myself on them, I would do presentations on them, I would be the absolute expert on those. And you know what? If I don't know how to do a, a rehab loan or whatever, I don't care. You know, I'll learn it as I do it. But I, I think of the myth out there is, you know, managers are tang loan officers, you know, just learn all your products. you got to know all these products to be successful. And I find that to be false. The, the real successful mm-hmm. loan officers out there are specialists in a few.
1: Right. I agree. I totally agree. Okay. So new sources of business, we now know, you know, certainly go to your realtors, go to your referral partners, but really start thinking about the consumer direct, you know, and I I personally feel in 2020, you know, either you're going to be in or you're going to be out of this business if you don't start grabbing some of these ideas, right? what I don't want to be at 2020 looking back and saying, gosh, I wish I would have, could have, should have. Taken this on board and, and, and used it because it 's here to stay, I mean that mentality is like you know my dad used to say, well, computers are short term no they aren 't they 're here to stay the internet 's not short term either, so you have to you have to buy into this and and really work on the education piece of it so now that said, as we're, we continue our conversation here let 's talk about um, the people that are doing a lot of business, what are they doing? what are they doing to to run this more productive um, you know, what are the activities that they're doing to, okay. to run a more productive practice?
0: So if I were to just kind of look out there at the at the common denominators, because as you know, this business is different and different people are successful mm-hmm. for different reasons. But you and I, what we're looking for are those common denominators. What is the DNA of, of successful loan officers? You know, The first thing that comes to mind is, they think like a rainmaker. You know, when they Rest. come to work every day, they don't think about, oh, what files do I need to work on and what emails do I need to return? Successful loan officers come to work every day and saying, I've got to find a loan. One guy told me, this, this is interesting once. I thought this was amazing. I interviewed this one top producer once, and he says, basically, here's how I think, Doug. I come to work every day unemployed. Yes. He says, my mm-hmm. job is to mm-hmm. find a job, and that job is a borrower to help. And I've got yeah. to do that every single day. I come to work every morning, he said, unemployed. I thought that was a pretty cool way of looking at it, but that's how rainmakers think. They don't come to work thinking, oh, how many emails did I get last night or how many loan files do I have to work on. It's like I need to find a loan right now. Who can I call? Who do I follow yeah. up with? Who can I send an email to? Who can I reach out to? Because if I can land a loan every single day, even if all those inquiries or applications don't reach the closing table, I'm still gonna do 10 or 12 loans every single month. So that's the first thing. A lot of loan officers don't think like a rainmaker. They're not salespeople and they don't want to be salespeople, they don't think like salespeople. You know, they come to work and they want to be processors. Nothing wrong with a loan processor. My God, we need more of them in this industry, but too many loan officers call themselves originators and they're really not. I have a saying, you are what you do. And if you spend your day originating loans, looking for opportunities, talking to borrowers, uh, taking in referrals, pre-qualifying borrowers, taking loan applications, going to closings. Guess what? You're a loan originator. Good for you. You've earned the title on your Hard. But if you spend 80 to 90 percent of your time every day sitting at your desk working on loan files, please don't call yourself a loan originator anymore because you are what you do. And I think that's yeah. the second thing is those people are successful today. You know, they think like a rainmaker and they spend their time doing the things that they should be doing as a loan originator.
1: Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. many other
0: ones just just don't do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I was giggling while you were saying that because I was just talking to a realtor. I say it all the time. You know, look, we're we're unemployed every single month. I know that. But the other thing is, every morning I say to myself this, so similar to what this, this person is saying, is I, every morning while I'm getting ready, I'm going, some, somewhere out there, someone needs me. I need to find them every day. And
0: that's the... Exactly- every day affirmation that's an attitude that I think successful loan officers take too. you know, somebody out there, when you look at this market right now, I mean, it it is, it is so good. I mean, this year, according to the national association of realtors, you know, last year was the biggest year for home sales in 10 years, officially 5.6 million people bought an existing property. This year, the forecast is 5.8 million. So it's going to be 200,000 on top of that. Um, Home builders and home builders association has already forecasted up a quarter million new housing starts this year over last year. And last year was their biggest year for home sales in eight years. I mean the business we're still sitting on three and four percent range fixed interest rates, three percent adjustable rates, there's money to lend. A lot, if not most, of the compliance things and the trid and you know, that's behind us now. We're not happening yeah. to be distracted by that noise. You know, right. this is the year to do, this is the time to do it. And if you're thinking that way that, hey, somebody out there that I know right now in my market needs me today, and it's my job to find them. It's not their job to find me. It's my job to reach out to them. So who can I call? Who can I follow up with? Who can I set an appointment with? Who can I talk to today? That's the attitude of a rainmaker. And that's why they generate so much more business than another loan officer who basically is waiting for the phone to ring.
1: Yep, yep. And listen, I'm going to I'm gonna do a little plug for my book. Book because you know, my book is is about finder, minder, grinder. You know, and that's what a rainmaker is. I mean, first and foremost, you're the finder. You're not the minder of the business, and you're not the grinder of the business. You need to be finding business first and foremost because the rest of it doesn't matter. Even if you have a team, if you don't have a team, it doesn't matter. You've got to find the business. You can't just open up your doors with all great products and things like that in there if you're not getting any traffic coming in to see what you have. You know, and really, a really, really important point. So, so you, you mentioned to me earlier that you had three tips. So I have think like a rainmaker. You are what you do as a loan originator. What's another tip that they're doing that makes it different?
0: The, 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 third, their- thing, the third thing is this. Um, you, you spend, if you want to make money in this business, this is something I learned a long time ago. If you want to make money in this business, which I do, if you want to make money in this business, spend your time doing the things that make you money. And, mm-hmm. and, and so what you do is you identify, okay, you, you sit down as a loan originator with a blank piece of paper and you put a big old dollar sign on the top and you say, what are the specific things I can do? that I would say are money making money generating activities. What are they? And and it, every loan officer can do this exercise, you know, follow up on on pre-approved leads, you know, going out and calling on realtors, stopping by open houses on weekends, sending, you know, monthly messages to my database, attending a networking event. Yeah, you know, we can go on and on and on. But the idea mm-hmm. is these are the things I got to do that make me money. The loan officers that make a lot of money in this business spend a lot of time doing those things. Loan officers who don't make a lot of money are spending their time doing other things. So the mm-hmm. idea is every day mm-hmm. when you come to work, you do a to-do list. You turn yourself from a reactive, flying by the seat of the pants, loan originator, <laughs> to a proactive, it's my business, and yep. I'm in control, loan officer, so I got a plan for the day. It's a, it's a to-do list, okay? You, you map out, this is what I want to get done today. And then before you go to work, you take your pen or your pencil and you look at your list and you challenge yourself. You put a dollar sign by those activities that are moneymakers. So if you create this money-making list, let's suppose you type it up in Word or whatever and you keep it somewhere, keep it out say tape it to your wall, whatever else. When you do your to-do list every day, compare your to-do list to your money-making list and place a dollar sign by the activities you're gonna do today that are potential money makers. And it becomes a bit of a game you play with yourself to see how many dollar signs you can get to show up. But I've done this with some of my coaching students and it's amazing because those who are doing more business and making more money are spending more time every day doing something or several things that make them money. Other loan officers that aren't closing a lot of loans and aren't making a lot of money, when you look at their to-do list, you say, well, here's why. Look at what you got to do today. Th- there's no money-making activities. There, you know, networking, prospecting, relationship building, sales, marketing, outreach. You, ha- mm-hmm. you have one dollar sign on your list today out of eight things you're going to do. No wonder you're not making any money. And yeah. that's the yeah. other thing I see that, that really makes the difference out there is if we say time is money, which we all do, it really is not. <laughs> Time is only money if you spend your time doing things that make you money. Right. Amen.
1: Yeah, time and time is just time. Yeah, you know it's funny you bring you bring that up. I uh, we used to I used to work at a company where we would have a quarterly meeting, and at the quarterly meeting they would bring loan officers up like a panel, like three of us or whatever, and there was a game on how much we knew on the underwriting guidelines. So they go, oh, VA loan, and you know what's the minimum down payment on a VA loan? I mean, stupid question, right? That but that, that wasn't the questions, but um, and everyone would beep it, beep and whatever, and there was this one guy who knew everything, and they would try to trip us up and stuff. He would know every stinking guideline right and never closed more than one or two (laughs) loans a month and I used to get so upset because I was like oh he knows that guideline I don't know it as well but you know what I was I was closing 10 20 you know whatever loans I was doing at that time and um you know, so I think that that really brings it in is, you know, he spent all of his day reading guidelines. He knew his products inside out and backwards, but who cares if no one knows about your products and about you? So I think that's wonderful, and I, I think it's very inspirational that you're telling us, you know, about about all of these items, you know. Okay, so as we kind of wind up here, what what advice would you give to someone? And, and I know you're going to say, think like a rainmaker, you know, do all of these these activities. But what other advice would you like to leave with everybody, you know, and saying this is what you need to be doing to be successful? What what can we do? Hang up. We hang up with this this call, and they're like, that's it. I'm going to go out and I'm going to start doing this.
0: The first thing I would say is fight your fears. Um, I think mm, yeah. here is the single biggest thing holding many loan officers back today from having just a wonderful career, finding more customers, mm-hmm. closing more loans and make more money. But they're afraid. You know, I'm afraid to mm-hmm. pick up the phone and call a realtor and ask for an appointment. I'm afraid to ask a borrower at application if they would keep me in mind and, and refer me to friends of theirs who may be buying a home. I'm afraid to uh, join a networking group and show up at these meetings and walk up to strangers and extend my hand and say, hi, I don't believe we've met. You know, the list goes on and on, but fight your fears is the first one because think about this. Courage. The definition of courage is not the absence of fear. When, when, a, when a fireman charges into a burning building, it's not that he's not afraid. He's scared to death. Right. Courage is acting in the presence of fear. That's the definition mm-hmm. of courage. Are yeah, you that's acting very in the presence of fear? So the same thing, even though, you, you know, you, picking up this phone, you know, is not a life-threatening type of thing. You know, when, when you pick up the phone and say, you know, I'm a little nervous about making this call, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm a little nervous about joining this networking group and going into a bunch of strangers, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm a little nervous about asking this borrower to refer me to their friends, but I'm going to do it anyway. So that's the first thing is you got to learn to fight your fears. If if you're afraid of doing all these things, you're going to find escape routes and excuses not to do them. And all you are is blocking off paths to success for yourself every time. So that's Mm -hmm. the first thing that I would say. The second thing I would say is follow the leaders and this is a piece of advice I got early on in my career. Doug, if you want to be successful at this, don't try to figure it out on your own. You're not that smart. You know, look to people you like. Look, you know, look to people you emulate. Look at top producing loan officers here in this office, here in this region, here in this company. What are they doing? They have figured it out for you. They went ahead and carved the path for you. You just got to do what they're doing. So don't don't, I guess what I would say to a loan officer is don't think you know it all. You know, don't think that you have all the answers. If you are doing two or three loans a month and you want to get to five or six loans a month, look at loan officers doing five or six loans a month right now and ask yourself, what is she doing that I'm not doing? What is she better at that I'm not? And that's how you're going to learn to grow in this business. The leaders have already figured out how to do this business. You don't have to figure it out on your own. You just got to follow in their footsteps.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, you know, um, it's just the way way it used to be. I'm not like it anymore. I think you get to a point where, you know, you're happy to share anything and everything, which is what I do on this this podcast. I mean, I'm an open book. Everybody has everything I do. Um, You know, I think that a lot of times people uh, are afraid to talk to their competition, are afraid to talk to other people in their office because we have this scarcity mentality that they're going to steal my idea. And, you know, and usually what happens is people don't implement half the things someone says to them. I would
0: probably say more than half.
1: Yeah, I, right, yeah. They don't implement it anyway, so, you know, give it up, share it, and they'll take a piece of it and make it their own, you know. So don't be afraid of your competition in your office or outside of your office. You can learn so much from other people, you know. Well, and, and, so, and
0: also to avail yourself to that. I mean, the, these podcasts you do are one example of that. There are great mortgage magazines out there. Your, your Lenders Association is doing, you know, an annual convention every year, if not, you know, monthly lunches and meetings where they bring in speakers like you and I and other people people to share ideas and stuff. You got to get plugged into that stuff. You know, I talk to loan officers all the time and I say, you know, how are you growing as a professional? And they go like, what? And I go, what do you read? What do you subscribe to? Nothing. You know. <laughs> yeah. name, name the last workshop you attended. Never. You know, are yeah. you a member of your lenders association? No. You know, have you ever yeah. interviewed a top producer to pick their brain? No. It's like, come on, it's there. The information is there and it's not that hard. The, the thing about this business is, I think a lot of loan officers are looking for the magic pill. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, like, of course. Give me the, the magic formula. Give me the pill. Here, Here's my credit card, Jen. Now give me the answer to success. <laughs> I don't have to break a sweat. And unfortunately, yeah. there's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there selling this crap to poor loan officers out there who are you know, succumbing to it. The reality is yeah. when you go out there and follow the leaders, when you look at people who are doing well in this market and you get the chance to talk to them or read interviews or articles with them, and so on you know what you're not going to really learn a lot new it's not like oh boy look what she's doing that nobody in this industry has ever, has thought, ever of. thought of look what right. he's doing that that none of us have even come close to you're going to find that the people who are successful in this business are doing the right things consistently over a long period of time and there's the three yeah. key points there do, knowing what to do and doing the right things doing them consistently day in day out week in week out and finally over a long period of time you you don't get rich overnight in this business, contrary to popular belief. You can right. get really rich in this business, as you know, but mm-hmm. you're not going to get it overnight. I think a lot of people want that. I don't want to work. I don't want to break a sweat. I don't want to put myself out there. I'm not going to put myself in harm's I heard way. it was
1: good. Yeah, I heard it was good. I heard you can make a mint. I mean, yeah, look what happened when want. we had Subprime World, right? Yeah, right. I mean, come on in, pop in, mess up my world.
0: Yeah, 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 <laughs> they, yeah. Good luck on that one.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. Well, listen. Um, what are you reading right now? Any suggested books?
0: Um, where's my book? I was just reading. this I, I, I fly a lot because I travel a lot. Mm-hmm. lot and so, yeah. you know, I probably read more than I normally would um, because, you, you know, you get the chance to sit on an airplane and you've got all the yeah. time to, to, to do the things that, that, you know, you normally don't have a chance to do. And I'm looking at my bookshelf right now because I've got a couple that I'm taking with me um, on this next trip that I got. Um, Some of them are just good business books. Um, You know, uh, Stephen Covey's First Things First is one of the best Mm -hmm. books on priority and time management I've ever read Mm -hmm. in my life. It's it's amazing. Goals by Brian Tracy. I just finished reading that. I'm reading a lot of sales management stuff now, sales coaching, co-active coaching, that type of thing, because I'm trying to brush up my skills as a coach. Um, One book I just finished is Talk Like Ted, uh, which is really a summation of all these TED talks out there and how to take some of their best practices and use it, not just in your stand-up presentations, but if you're a loan officer and you're one-on-one with the realtor and you get 10 or 15 minutes of their time and so on, you know, that time is precious. How do I make sure that what I present to that realtor is something that she's going to lean into and pay attention to? There's a lot you can learn from stuff like that.
1: Yeah. That's that's awesome. Thanks. I wrote them all down. All books I haven't read, and I read a lot too. So appreciate that very much. So how do we? How does anyone who's listening get a hold of you, Doug? What is the best way for them to reach out to you and find out what you do and get more information?
0: Well, the easiest way is just go to my website. It's www. all one word, com, and and there's is. My bio and my client list and the things that I do—the presentations and workshops and books and CDs and coaching program—and that's probably the best place to start to get a feel for it. And then if somebody's interested in learning more, my email connection is right there. They're welcome to call me. My phone number is right there and reach out to me, and I'll be able to answer any question they have or help them any way I can.
1: Awesome, awesome. And I think and so we'll have that in the notes as well, so that um, anyone who's listening can just grab those. You don't have to write it down. We'll make sure that that's sitting there as well. So thank you. So much for enlightening us um, today, and you know I always learn. I'm always learning, and I always learn. I took some some um, tons of notes as we were talking, and uh, you know I I love. In fact, I let me tell you what I'm going to do because for those that are listening in here, you know a lot of times people say, well, you know what should I what should I do after I have it, you know after this this meeting? What should I really do? I'm actually going to tell my team to write to bring to our, to our next meeting a list their to do list and we are going to look at that to do list and before we do, right, so bring your to-do list, and then I'm going to have them do this whole analysis of, okay, so let's all take you know five minutes to write down all the things you should be doing to make money, and then I'm going to surprise them with comparing it to what their to-do list is. So I'm going to do that for my entire sales team for our, our meeting this month. That's how I'm going to apply this because I want them to see what they're doing
0: that's, that's or not doing. That's a great idea. It sounds like a lot right. of fun. And, and, and the whole idea yeah. of that is, you know, you're trying to make folks more aware of every day when I sit down and do my list. That's great. That again, that turns me into a proactive person. It gives me a plan and a roadmap for the day. But if my plan for the day is just filled with a lot of busy work, yeah, I'll get a lot of stuff done. But am I really going to be productive and profitable for myself and for our company here? And it's the same way with a loan originator or a manager, too. We we can fill, fill your day with all sorts of things you need to do. But the reality is how much of what I'm going to do today is going to drive my business forward? How much is going to help me Mm -hmm. find another opportunity, find another customer to help, open up another referral relationship, create another contact. Bottom line, that's what our business is really all about because you can know your products, you can be great at processing, you can have the greatest customer service in the world. But you know what? If you don't have a customer to help and a loan to work on, none of
1: it, matters. none of it matters. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Well, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much, Doug. And I, you know what, I'd love to have you on again. I, I would love to hear more about what you um, would like to share with our, with our group. And so hopefully you'll um, consider coming on a little bit later in the year and we can talk about some of the struggles we're experiencing halfway through the year as well.
0: All you have to do is ask Be My pleasure.
1: Sounds good. Okay. Well, thank you everybody for listening again to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I sure appreciate it. And um, please write a review on iTunes. Continue to write the reviews to keep us top on on the iTunes list Um, in our category. We sure appreciate that. And I wish you the best in applying what you heard today to your business to be able to move it forward in 2018. See you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.